Hello, hello. Welcome to my channel. My name is Emmy from Emmy Evolving. If this is your first time joining me, thank you for finding me. This is not your first time. Thank you for coming back. So, <clears throat> I realized yesterday that I could live stream simultaneously on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, what? <laughs> So welcome to my channel, first and foremost. I don't know if I already greeted you guys. Thanks for finding me. Thanks for being with me all these years. If you're on Facebook and you haven't seen me in a while, boo, I've been on YouTube. Hello. Let me get the cards ready. I don't got time for all this. <laughs> I don't got time for all this. <laughs> okay, anyways. I'm doing a reading for Pisces, Sun, Moon, Rising, and Venus. Also for your cross-watchers. Also for those of us who find ourselves on this channel without any Pisces anything. You're probably an empath. And you're probably needing messages from your soul, okay? That poor thing been trying to talk to you for some time now. You've been ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm about to shuffle it wrong way. Anyways, anyways, so I asked what this reading was going to be about, and what I heard is that Pisces, uh, the reality of you is setting in. Oh my gosh, emotional damage. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me not, let me not. I've been on social media far too much the past few days. Uh, I've had to zone out because the energy has been intense. Yesterday was the 11-11 portal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I was not going to do a freaking fire ceremony because, you know what I'm saying? Oh, girl, Ashley. Uh, mm -hmm. Pisces energy is strong this year. Piscean as well, as well as... Um, empath energy this is the year where we get the opportunity to kind of address some of the traumas that we've experienced in life you know um i don't know if you guys know this but the way an empath is created is through traumatic experiences <laughs> uh yeah just, just before you start with the like it's a superpower and stuff yeah, to keep you alive through trauma. <laughs> that's what, that's how you develop your empathic abilities. Uh, it's usually in childhood. Um, if the environment was somehow hostile, uh, somehow like felt unsafe, uh, yelling, physical stuff, you know, um, the child learned how to read the room. And so that way they could know like, okay, I have to stay quiet right now. I have to you know, hide or whatever it is. That's how you develop your empathy. Um, we got to kind of steer away from this concept of being highly empathic is some superpower and evidence of your superiority over people because it really, it's not, it's not. Uh, I say this as an empath myself, you know, it's definitely been a very difficult journey. Okay. Jupiter walked. I'm like, we here to blow. Okay. Brad, can you tell Jupiter to calm down? <laughs> can you tell Jupiter to calm down? I mean, I'm not well versed in 
astrological things uh, simply because I don't want to know. <laughs> Was that bad? I don't want to know. My avoidance game be hella strong. Avoidance game be hella strong. <laughs> Um, yeah, it could definitely happen in adulthood as well. It's just really how you process your life and the things that you've been through. All right, let's get started, guys. Whew. First and foremost, if you're watching me on, you know what, regardless of where you're watching me, please thumbs up for the video, like it, love it, share it out, invite people in. Let's make this one big gangster party. I'm feeling a little confident today. I don't know if it's faux confidence. I've been having conversations with myself all morning, telling myself to buck the F up. It's true. It's a true story. I didn't want to go live today. I didn't want to go live. So let's just get started, okay? Let's, let's just play confident right now. And, uh, and figure life out. <clears throat> oh my goodness. This card just consistently comes out. It's this thing of like ancestors, someone you love, yada, yada, continues to try and talk to you and you just don't hear the message. Maybe you don't want to hear it. I mean, I can't blame you. I don't listen to half the things that I'm told. <laughs> um, I, I have an aversion to people telling me what to do. Um, <clears throat> the more you try and force me to listen, the more I'm going to make it a point not to. <laughs> I've always been like this. It's okay. Didn't develop it recently. Uh, it's been here since I was a child. Um, I feel like there's something that's trying to guide you into a place of flow. And, <clears throat> you know, I'm kind of feeling like you've been resisting it because you're afraid of rejection. For whoever this is going to resonate with, it's either you, the cross watcher, or it's not going to resonate at all, which is perfectly fine. Stick around. Let's have fun together anyways. <laughs> Let's have fun together anyways. I'm, anyways, uh, I feel like for whoever this is a message for, um, you don't want to listen because it's scary. Because it's this thing of like needing to... Admit that you made a mistake, that you decided the wrong thing once upon a time, and, and, and you suffered for that decision. I mean, do you need to keep suffering? I think that's the main question. Do you really need to keep suffering? We all make missteps of some kind, but in reality, is it really a misstep or is it something that's helped you to learn something else that, you, you know, maybe you wouldn't have learned it had you not made that quote unquote mistake? I don't believe in mistakes. I don't believe in mistakes at all. Ooh, congratulations, Floor. She wrote, I listened to myself and trusted and got the type of job I was really looking for. And I find that allowing this flow of life brings so many opportunities. Yes, it brings opportunities in business, in personal life, uh, platonic personal, romantic personal, like just so many opportunities. We have to stop waiting for someone outside of us to create opportunities that we are just dying for. That was dramatic. That we're just dying for. Oh my gosh. Here go. Here goes the energy of emotions. Uh, how do we fix this? That's what I heard. <clears throat> well, how do I fix it? Do something. Make a decision. 
stick with it, put it into action, see it play out. But what if I make the wrong decision? Then you'll learn that you need to try something else. That's how I see it. That's how I see it. You're afraid of failure. And here's the thing. If you never even, even try, if you don't allow yourself to try, that's guaranteed failure. For sure, you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So try. Do something, anything. Um, so, you know, my husband and I, we work together, right? Yeah, I just sprayed my face because I'm trying to get my attitude out the out the caca spot, okay? My attitude's entering into the caca spot. I Like a bad kitty, I had to spray myself. So um, sometimes it's this thing of like he can't find a product or he doesn't quite know how to word something. Uh, you know, he has to respond to a vendor or, or whatever it is. And he'll go through the list of, you know, things that are possibly wrong with it. Okay, well, you know what's wrong with it. Try something that's not wrong. Just try something. And he gets frustrated with me because I'm, he's like, you're just so impatient with me. And it's like, yeah, because why continue to focus on what you know is wrong? Try something that's not possibly wrong. If you've looked in box one and two and there's three boxes, I'm really not interested in having conversations about how box one and two did not have it. Mofo, look in box three. <laughs> look in box three. And then it'll be this thing of like, well, I'm just telling you, you don't got to tell me anything because basically I see you as an adult and an equal. And I don't need to know how you already checked box one and box two and it wasn't there. If there's only three boxes, totally made up situation, okay? If there's only three boxes, check box Three. No, 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 no. No more conversation. Check box three. If it's not in box three, then let's talk. Because so here's this thing. If I put something away, um, especially if it's important, I put it away in such a way that no elven thing could ever steal it. AKA it's lost forever. <laughs> Anything that I put away, <clears throat> you're probably never going to see that again. No one's going to know where it is for at least several years. I'm not even joking. So check box three. If it's not in box three, we will then explore my memories to see if I put it away. <laughs> at which point is the store open because we're probably going to need to buy another one. I mean, that's the reality of working with me. <laughs> You know, and then he commented, no one will find it. It's true. I'm not in denial. No one will find it. But why waste time talking about box one and two? <laughs> Just look for box three. And then we can figure out if we have enough time to rush to the store and buy another one. I'm just saying, okay, that's what you get for involving me in office stuff. You know, I'm not an office person. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, okay? So concealment, ooh, someone is trying to conceal something. What was the title for today? Let's see. Oh, the reality of you is setting in. Mm -hmm. They trying to hide from the reality of like 
you are something, something, you know, for them. You're something, something. And they're trying to hide from that. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. You know, okay, here's the thing. I'm totally joking around, but I'm also totally like kind of serious here because if they've been watching my live streams for how long now? Trying to figure you out. <laughs> Baby boo, just admit to yourself you're massively in love with this person you're cross-watching for. Mom, just saying this a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> I don't know where, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. Sometimes my speech mannerism changes. It just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. Uh, seriously though, you have to be honest with yourself with what this person means to you. You know, if you've been consistently watching my live streams because you want to know about a specific someone, you're not cross-watching, you're Piscean, you're empath, you're one of my people and you're over here tuning in every day. Like, Oh my God, she's talking about. So honey, just say something. Stop trying to hide from the reality of how this person makes you feel. You know what I'm saying? Step into the circle of protection. <laughs> Seriously, no, you, you're not. You're not in danger of some kind. At least I don't think this is this is a general reading. So I don't know what you're getting yourself into, but in general terms, you're not in danger just because you're realistic with how you actually feel. Y'all be giving me some gas. I just had to share that. Oh, altar dedication. They're just committed to this. You're committed to this. Whatever it is, whatever the thought is, the fixation, it's it's been a commitment. This is something, this is not new. <clears throat> I'm just calling all you out. <laughs> I'm just calling you out today, aren't I? This is not new. This is not new. You've been dedicated and married to this fixation for quite some time. Um, are you done fixating? Because if you're ready to speak to the person, I mean, just speak to the person, get it over with. There's nothing worse than like spending your days obsessing about like, do they want to talk to me? Do they not? Will they talk to me? Will they not? You know? And it's like, <laughs> y'all make me make ugly faces right now. <laughs> Just at least, at, here's my logic. Here's my logic. It comes straight from here. If you talk to someone and they don't want to talk to you, now you know. Now you know. And now you can, instead of wasting time talking about box one and two, you can opt for box three, which is a life away from them. I'm totally of the mindset where if you let me know that you don't like me, you don't want me around, I'm just not coming back around. Like, thank you for letting me know. Um, probably not going to cry over it. I'm probably just going to be like, oh, well, I, I must have done something. And and I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to continue to try and connect with you and, and figure out what the proper approach is. Just say or do something. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let's see what my phone is telling me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my phone said ask henry cavill <laughs> no it's some bodybuilding video um bodybuilding.com 
Yes, I subscribe to bodybuilding videos. Um, it's not the way you think. They show you exercises to achieve accelerated hypertrophy. Not that I work out. Let's not let's not start lying here. <laughs> I stopped working out a few months ago. But I do still like to know certain things. Okay. So you've been dedicated to this. You've been married to this. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? Are you going to continue to be in this unhappy mental union with this thought process that's kept you in a loop of basically misery? I, I don't know. Might be my ADHD. I don't know. I don't have the patience for things like that. I just don't. I don't. I don't. You make me feel like you don't want me around. I won't be around. You come back around to tell me, no, it's not that you didn't want me around. Well, you made me feel like you didn't want me around. So you go do you. I'm going to go do me. If our paths cross again for some reason, then they cross again. And we'll reassess. But if I still feel like that, if I still feel rejected because of what you said or did to me a few years back, then I'm going to feel rejected. I'm going to reject myself from your space. Bottom line, moving on. Okay. Bottom line, moving on. Um, they no longer want to banish you. Mm -hmm. This is some like sixth grade stuff. Y'all are on some middle school, sixth grade, pass my note. I don't know. I never did that in sixth grade. I really, um, I just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've just always, yeah, I don't get it. Granted, I don't know how to socialize very well. Like in person, I'm, I'm socially awkward. That's why I don't like to meet people. Uh, I don't know when to start talking, when to stop talking. So I just stay silent. <laughs> Wish this was all an act to look cute, but it's not. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't talk in person. I just don't. You'd be lucky if I respond to a text message. <laughs> so I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like the time that you spend with someone should be time that's um, utilized to the highest degree. And when communication needs to take place, you just communicate and then that's done. And then you either choose to move forward together or you choose to move forward alone. But movement is necessary. So I don't understand the holding pattern that, that you know, or we have allowed ourselves to be in. What are you holding on to? Is someone holding on to you? Are you holding on to something? Is this a thought? Is this a disappointment? Is this um, a case of wish fulfillment that went wrong? Like, did it go wrong or did you dodge a bullet? Oh, damn. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, the winter was upside down. You know, this is totally... Like, just a recap, this winter went totally, it went beyond south, it went Antarctic. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, let that, like, kind of just marinate in your thoughts. This past winter, whatever went down, it, it didn't just go south. It went full all the way to Antarctica, to that ice wall. 
can that be salvaged? So then comes the question, is this, is this a case of them moving on towards you, moving away from their current, moving towards you? Oh, okay. Ooh, Kelly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love your face. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god your your profile picture at first you look gorgeous that color is amazing on you and love the haircut but the facial expression not only is it gorgeous oh my gosh paired with what you wrote it's just like this satisfaction of like mm -hmm. love it oh girl don't ever change your picture i love that i love that so she wrote dodged a bullet karmic lesson dodged a karmic bullet yo so are you deprived or are you um blessed in an unrecognized way um, bulletproof nothing to lose fire away fire away someone's been firing away at you what have you done though have you done something not to deserve that, but to protect yourself. You understand you're worthy of being protected, right? Wait, 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 wait. I get the sense that you think that, oh, well, if it happens to you, it's okay. But I mean, you would defend other people, but not you. Knock that off right now. Like for real, knock it off right now. You are worthy of being protected. Beyond that, you're also worthy of being cherished. And if this person that you covet lacks the capability or willingness to cherish you, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry. Regardless of how you feel about this person, as your mama bear, as your auntie, however you want to refer to me, uh, that's not worth you. They're unworthy. They are unworthy. They are. And trust me when I say I believe this applies to both sexes, they be in a silly hoe. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay? Don't play with silly hoes. They don't understand. If they don't understand the gravity of you, if, you, if they make you feel like you have to prove yourself, for what? Baby boo, there are so many fish in that ocean. It's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous to allow someone to convince you that you're worth less than what you know yourself to be worth. I'm going to dish out some tough love right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Papa, how, how do you know this, Emmy? You don't even know me. If you knew me, you'd understand what? No. I'm psychic. <laughs> I say you venom. I'm psychic. <laughs> I can feel you. Please. Out of here with that. Out of here with that. Whoever recorded that in your head, that needs to be deleted. Forward it to someone else. Archive it something. No. Out of here with that. The fact that you exist means you're worthy. Do you think creator and creation would allow you to exist? Flawed. Now, granted, you have to go through a journey to understand why your characteristics function the way they do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of like debating. 
should I put spiritual duct tape on your mouth? <laughs> because not because I don't want to hear you, but because I don't want to hear you speaking to yourself in that way. Like that offends me. But you could say all kind of crazy stuff to me. Most likely I won't be offended. I won't, I won't take it in as like a personal attack. I'll totally see it as like, you clearly going through something because I'm fabulous. <laughs> You going through some sort of crisis or something got nothing to do with me. I hope you resolve whatever issues you're having, but you start talking caca to yourself like that. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, hell no. I know you didn't. I know you did not. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm. No, this is not the place for you to get your insecurities coddled. And, and, you know, this is not the place where you're going to have me further enhancing this sense of you've been victimized. You've agreed to certain things, maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally. You know, if you can agree to things, you can absolutely change your mind and now disagree. But it's too late, honey. You still breathing. It's never too late. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. It's never too late. <sighs> See, it's a lack of respect for me. The lack of respect for self. I'm going to tell you, don't, don't make me get aggressive in this live stream. Respect yourself. Value yourself to the degree that you would not allow yourself to continue to tolerate behaviors, attitudes, and sentiments towards you that are unworthy of you. I think a lot of this stems from the fact that we're so afraid to be alone. I don't necessarily think I have this tremendous uh, sense of self, um, like this healthy sense of self-worth and so I'm, I'm i'm totally a work in progress please don't get that twisted i'm messy within myself i feel lost most of the time i don't really have a total sense of who i am what i'm here to do i know i just need to keep showing up and allowing myself to come forward in whatever way i come forward and so it's it's not that i i live stream because i'm confident and i have life figured out it's that I understand as I live and experience, witness myself and allow other people to witness me, um, the more I will learn about me. Yesterday, I went live with one of my girlfriends who I've known for so long. And I've always had this perception that I, I, I'm not able to ground. I'm not able to meditate. I, I can't ground. I'm just this whirling, freaking chaotic type of tornado of a person. <laughs> I'm like a Tasmanian devil, all fuzzy and cute and stuff until I, oh, <laughs> that's what the Tasmanian devil does. He, he, he communicates in a weird ass way <laughs> or he's silent. So I totally resonate with that. And, um, I forgot what my girlfriend asked me during the live stream, but there came this, <clears throat> there came this point where I said, I still haven't figured out how to ground. I'm still not grounded. And she was very quick to correct and be like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. 
ended up making me cry because it's just like, oh my gosh, I did not realize I was still holding myself to a standard that doesn't even apply to me. My definition for grounding was still rooted in a definition not refined, defined by me. And she helped me to realize that because she was witnessing me in my process of not giving myself the appropriate credit that I deserve for the growth that I've initiated within myself. I would have never had that had I been too busy trying to tell myself um, the different things that I can and cannot talk about during live streams because I want to paint myself in this amazing way where, you know, I want people to uh, basically worship this brand of myself that I create. No, F that. Be real, be raw, be who you are. That's how you allow people to witness you. If that's how you allow it, then that's how you know you're going to grow. Why? Because people witness you in your most authentic, most vulnerable state. They can help you to see parts of you that you don't know exist, that you don't know have already been modified and are now existing in the appropriate way. I swear to God, had I not said that yesterday, I would not have come to the realization after my girlfriend called me out on it that I actually live in a very grounded manner. Grounded in a different definition. Not grounded in the spiritual sense. But see, here's the thing. Spirituality is not something you learn or read about. It's something you live. Something you embody. And now I think I have to go through everything that I have defined myself as within my own head and see if there's any misunderstood um, maybe parts that are ignored or something. I don't know. I need to reassess myself. Came to the realization that I wasn't seeing the truth of the gravity of me. I thought I was. You know, and, and, and what I was seeing, the reality of me was setting in yesterday because what I had been seeing was a pale comparison of this bronze goddess. And yeah, no, I totally have to refer to myself as a goddess because continuing to try and be human is just not, I can't, I, it's, I, I can't, I can't, I can't human right. I can't ignore other people's pain. I can't stop giving. I can't stop loving. I can't stop speaking truth unapologetically. That's not human behavior. That's the behavior of a goddess in flesh. So I have to properly identify myself. I have to. And, and maybe, maybe goddess is not the appropriate term. Maybe the more accurate term would be bodhisattva, where it's this <clears throat> it's this need to bleed for others. But do you always have to be the sacrificial lamb? Are you even a lamb? Or are you a wolf in sheep's clothing? Are wolves evil? No. They have a dedication to their family, to their pack. They have this hierarchy 
a hierarchy that's created for order, not for domination. So what are you? And it's okay if you don't know who or what you are, because I promise you, I think what this reading is about is someone in love with what they are witnessing coming from you. A truth that they haven't experienced in someone else. At no point in their life have they seen someone so true, honest, authentic, and raw. And it creates a resonance within them that they can't let go of. And it's almost like this thing of someone is watching you and falling in love. In love with what? Maybe you. Maybe what you represent. Maybe the hope for humanity that you embody within your words. I don't know. I don't know. We need to begin creatively manifesting things. We need to enter into this place of manifestation, creation. <clears throat> that fertility is about creation. It's an untapped potentiality to create. Fertile grounds allow for flowers and plants, trees, shrubs, the flora. <clears throat> Ooh, oh, mm, I love this. Colors Magica. I know who I am. Not wise to say. You can feel it, though. I haven't reached a level of development that you have. I don't know who I am, but I can feel it. I can feel the gravity of it. I can feel the resonance. I can feel other celestial bodies orbiting me. Can I see it? I mean, I have the ability to see, but do I allow myself to? No. But I could never shut off that feeling. I can feel it. I can feel the orbiting of other celestial bodies. How many of you feel it? Can you feel the gravity that you hold that keeps people orbiting around you? And I think the next question is, <clears throat> must you hold it against them if they are unable as of yet to find the courage to come forward and speak openly with you about the place you hold within them, the string that keeps them orbiting around you? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The answer for that is going to be different for everyone. Mm. The fields is what matters, Colors Magica is saying. The fields is what matters, not the title. Titles come in many languages and comprehensions. Yes. Yes. It's the feeling. The feeling. Now, the feeling has to be interpreted by the mind. The feeling comes from the heart. The mind tells the human aspect of you what the feeling means. And if the mind and the heart no longer communicate because of a misalignment, because of a blockage in the throat, you're going to be SOL. So what do we need to do? 
work on finding our voice and learning how to use it. It's not enough to find your voice. See, that's this big problem that I have with a lot of the modern day spirituality that gets peddled around. They only tell you half the stuff. And then it creates blockages. It creates self-shame. Find your truth. Find your voice. And then what? Well, you know, then you namaste it. <laughs> then you light and love it. Uh, no. Then you use it for what it was intended to be used for. The voice is meant to be heard. When used with intent, it can then be a communication between two hearts, between two consciousness. And that point of communication is a point of merger. That's the center of that figure eight, that infinite loop of intertwined consciousness has to do with communication. When was the last time you communicated between the mind and the heart? When you can figure out that date, you'll know exactly when you lost sense of who you are. Self-worth is upside down. You don't know the value of you. Just because you don't know the value of you does not mean it lacks value. How many stories have you heard of people storing paintings, some type of artwork, sculptures, whatever it is, some type of physical thing has been stored in the attic for several generations collecting dust. And now that relative has, you know, transitioned into the afterlife and the family is tasked with clearing out their stuff because, you know, why are you going to keep all of that stuff? And you have a garage sale, you have an estate sale, whatever type of sale, and you sell it. And someone comes and they see this item and they purchase it for five bucks. And you're like, ha. What a fool. You gave me $5 for garbage. And then next thing you know, a few months later, you're watching Antique Roadshow, that show where people, you know, they bring their antiques and they get it appraised on camera. And you see that same mofo that paid you $5, get this item appraised, this garbage, right? Appraised for $5 million. Oh, <laughs> oops. Oops. People often ask me, Emmy, how do you how do you figure out your prices for your items, for your services? It's simple. I am very frugal. I'm a very frugal person. Okay. What would I pay for that? If someone was offering this to me, this service, knowing what I can actually do, what would I pay for that? And I know that would be on the cheap end of the spectrum, right? What would I pay? That's how I set my prices. I was telling my girlfriend yesterday because she asked me this very question. And I let her know I'm painfully aware that what I offer, I can make it an elitist thing. I totally could. I could totally market myself to celebrities and whatnot. Um, the ultra rich and charge thousands of dollars per session. Um, they have the money to pay. They know the value of what I do. 
I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. I don't care about your celebrity status. No, I'm not going to alter my entire day for you. No. There's people just like me who need me. So I'm going to price it in the way, what would I pay when I was still stuck in the RV? What would I work to save up in order to be able to afford this service, knowing what I can do? And a lot of people who have asked me this over the years and have heard my answer, they're either like, oh my gosh, okay, I get it. Or the more common, but what if people don't want to pay that? Then they don't understand the value of what they do. Bottom line. Just because you don't understand the gravity of what I offer in services does not mean my services now suddenly lack the value that I know is the bare minimum of what it is. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I know I'm showing colors a lot on the screen. That formula has major integrity. I saw recently on Facebook, someone asked you something. I think it was you. They asked if you were rich, would you still sell your artwork? And I was like, you absolutely should. Are you kidding me? Yo, Colors Magica is the artist for my deck. She's the one I commissioned. The artwork that she created for my Oracle deck, it oozes magic. <laughs> Hello? Hello? That's the reason I commissioned her for it. Like the gravity of the work that she does. Tell me. You can see it at face value or you can see the intricacies of all the different messages in there. I mean, to this day, and it's been over a year, I still see new messages. You got that twinkle in your eye. Whenever they look at you, you get a, they get a twinkle in their eye. It's a reflection of this beauty of luminescence they see coming out of you. They want to just hold you. It's like right here. I've never seen that before. It looks like a shadowy figure holding a puffy star and this halo behind their head. It's almost like when they think of you, you are seen and thought of as a celestial being and it creates a celestial bubble and they see and feel and think of you as something angelic. How did you manage to be on this earth? And how did they manage to come across you? Like, y'all, y'all, y'all. I could have, you know, approached other artists and been like, hey, I got this project. Um, if you do all this art for me, you know, um, we'll water something. I'll give you some services or something. And then you'll get credit. You'll be associated with me. So that should be enough, right? No, I, I, I went specifically to her and I was like, okay, so this is the budget that I'm working with. Um, is that enough? Because <laughs> I'll save more. 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, um, because her art is worth way more than what I set aside in my eyes, in my heart, her art is worth way more than what I set aside. But I had to do the logistics of how many decks I was going to order and what pricing I could put it at and the sales and all of this. And so it had to be within a specific percentage of what I was expecting. I had to make a business decision. Yes. And, and let me just say, when I told my husband the number that I was like, okay, this is what I have set aside for specific artists. He was like, are you serious? <laughs> he was like, that you're, 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 you're paying that much. Do you understand this artist? Do you like, do you understand the gravity of it? And he's like, well, you know what? Uh, I'll, it's your project. I'm just, you know, it's your project. Because he's not familiar with her art, you know? He, he doesn't look at art and stuff like that. Um, not in that way. Not to the degree that I do. But when he saw it, he's like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was, oh, yeah. When the paintings came in and he looked at it, like, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Just because people don't understand the value doesn't mean it doesn't have a value. Sometimes people need to experience firsthand the value of you. And I mean, I've known colors for a very long time. And I've been such a huge fan, not just of her work, but of her mindset, her heart, her integrity, the way she conducts herself. It's just a very beautiful presence. It's always been a beautiful presence. Um, I've been through, for those of you who know me from Facebook, I have been through <laughs> so many accounts. <laughs> I own so many Facebook accounts. And every single one, I always make sure whatever the, the primary account I'm going to use, if I'm going to deactivate other accounts, I always make sure colors is a part of it. Why? Her presence has a value that can't be comprehended by the human mind. There's something. There's something. It's more than the art. The art is an expression of something within her, a component of her soul. And, you know, there, there was a period where I thought I was just obsessed with her. <laughs> I was just like, okay, now you're being weird. She's really going to think you're weird. You're, you're being obsessive. And I saw someone comment just the other day about like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about your art. It's like, it talks to me, but I don't know what it says. Like they basically, their soul is recognizing. It's recognize some, it's recognizing something. They don't have enough life experience, spiritual experience, or possibly the maturity to fully understand. And when I say the maturity, I'm talking about energetic, mental, emotional. Those need time to mature. It's not that they're immature. It's that they haven't um, reached a level of maturity yet where they can understand the gravity of what they're looking at and why it has the effect that it does. 
so many of us have this going on within us and people are witnessing this in you they might not say anything but I promise you, if you're in this process, there are people who are seeing this happening within you. You owe it to yourself to open a line of communication with those who can serve as neutral observers, witnesses to your process. All of you have been observers of my growth. You've been witnessing me grow for quite a few years now especially those of you who've, who've known me on Facebook for quite some time. I mean, compare me in 2017 to me now. It's like a completely different person. Why? Well, back in 2017, I felt like I had to be apologetic for existing. <laughs> the gravity of that, the audacity. I had that type of audacity where it's like, I have to be sorry for existing. Why? Why do I have to be sorry for existing? Why do you have to be sorry for existing? That's a mindset that was programmed since childhood. How many of us, listen to this statement, okay? They taught me from childhood that I shouldn't exist, that I was an inconvenience and a burden. Listen to that again with your eyes closed if it's safe. They taught me from childhood that I shouldn't exist. That I'm a burden. How many of you felt that in your chest? How many of you want to cry right now? All of a sudden, like, oh my God. Where is this coming from? It's coming from your childhood memories. That's where it's coming from. At some point in your childhood, you were made to feel like that. Intentionally, unintentionally, I don't know. I was difficult to parent because unless it was in line with my integrity and how I saw things should be, I'm not doing it. I'm not listening to you. And if you try and force me, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> with words, with, I don't know, teeth. Good thing my jaws are, are weak. I'll bite you. <laughs> uh, it's not even going to leave a mark. Trust me. My jaws are really weak. I have a small mouth. It's okay. <laughs> it's to be a flesh wound. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things. We're not aware of what's been programmed into us since childhood. And we're trying to be an adult, failing to have even allowed ourselves to experience being a child. So then what do we do? Well, I've literally been like a little adult my entire life. I've had an amazing sense of humor the entire time, but I haven't allowed myself to fully enjoy that. And it's only within the last few years that I've allowed myself to re-enter into a second childhood. I've always been so serious, so like everything needs to be in its proper place. We need to plan and make contingency plans and we need to make lists to, you know, make sure everything is impeccably done. Did that help me in life? Aside from giving me more issues. Did that help me? Now, one of the most powerful realizations that I came to. Um, in my attempt to control things, I ended up developing a more elevated type of obsessive compulsive tendencies. Uh, I developed control issues. 
And when I really took the time to assess where is this coming from? Why am I like this? It must be miserable for other people to be around me when I'm like this. Because, you know, if you come to my house, you, I'm, you, you're not allowed to clean my kitchen. You're not allowed to wash dishes to help me because, like, you don't do it right. I never use babysitters because they can't keep my children clean the way I believe they should be kept clean. Um, fed everything from scratch. Like, if I'm going to use a flour, I'm going to grind that flour myself. Like, it, it was excessive. Excessive. Why am I like that? Because my entire life, I felt like I was not allowed to exercise some type of control over myself, experience and live with some level of autonomy. And it became this very chaotic environment within myself that I projected externally this need to control because I felt so out of control. Do you have problems or do you have a need that's not recognized yet? I'm recognizing now I really don't have any problems. I have situations that still need resolutions um, for my personal peace. You know, just to experience a sense of peace within myself. And the more, like, the more that I allow myself to enter into this place of... Um, it's, it, I can't describe it as anything outside of being a wild woman. Having that having that part of me that's just wild, you know? Not wild in the way society tells me is wild, but just you can't control me and I have no shame over that anymore. You will receive the part of me that you ask to receive. So approach me with respect so that I can give you the part of me that respects. And it's not that you have to respect me before I can respect you. It's that I offer respect to everyone as a bare minimum. But if you come at me crooked, I'm going to straighten you out. And it's not that everyone deserves a reaction or response from me. It's that just know that's one of the potential outcomes. That's one of the potentialities that I might choose to give you. Ooh. Mm. The wild eye sees more clearly, free of veils. And what if you have the eyes of a dragon? The eyes that pierce through souls, seeing behind the mask, behind that carefully created, cultivated exterior, seeing the truth of the soul commanding the body. There's this video that exists somewhere on the internet. I was doing a live stream. It was one of my earliest live streams on Facebook. And I began talking about, because someone in the comments asked me, they asked me about like what happens when I do an extraction. I didn't realize at the time that Facebook in particular uh, loves to record visual frequency. For those who have watched me on Facebook for some time, for quite a few years, you'd see like rainbows shooting out the side of my head. It's like, psh, 
I'm discharging energy and I would pixelate things. I start energy work and from my hand, the pixels grow across the entire screen. And I didn't like that because it turned me into a novelty. But digressing back to this particular live stream, someone asked me a question about parasitic extraction. And I'm someone who lives in the moment. I, I, I realize and honor that about myself right now. When I speak about something, I'm there in that moment. If I'm talking about a memory of something in the past, I'm there in that moment. And I'm sharing with you what I'm reliving from that moment. And when I was asked about parasitic extraction, I was there in the womb of a mother, tracking, hunting. I got carried away with my energy. I forgot sometimes electronics will record and my dragon eyes popped on the screen. <laughs> next thing you know someone screen recorded that sent it to me luckily they understood luckily they had no fear and they're like hey girl oh my gosh that was so cool you totally showed us your dragon eyes i'm like what are you talking about your dragon eyes look i'll screen record it and they screen recorded it it happened while it was live no one said a word i don't think they noticed and that's when i became afraid Afraid of the gravity of my potentiality being discovered by other people. These days, I'm not so afraid. If you see it, you see it. If you don't, you don't. Whatever you personally need to see is what you will see coming from me. Whether live or recorded, our souls have spoken. And my soul will show you what you need to see. Some of you only need to see resonance. Others of you need to see the truth. Truth of your behavior. The truth of the decisions you've made and how you've broken your own heart. Uh, all sorts of different potentialities. Um, When did we become afraid of ourselves and our potential? That's what Michael asks me right now. When did we become afraid of ourselves and our potential? I'll tell you when. When people who weren't mature enough or ready enough to witness the truth witnessed you embodying the truth. Then you felt them. You felt their fear. You felt them, not you. And now someone approaches and they're realizing <sighs> you hold this gravity that keeps them orbiting you. They cannot help it. They circle you round and round. They're no longer a free spirit. They circle you round and round. It's not something that you did intentionally to them. It's something that's an effect of what they feel and what they experience in your presence. I've had people obsessed in both respects, obsessed in a positive way where like they feel so empowered by me, they love me, they support me. And then the other aspect of that, the other side of that coin 
is that they witness me and they're afraid of me or they dislike me because they want to be me. And I don't say that from a place of ego because it's like, why would you want to be me? I'm fucking chaos. <laughs> I'm messy in my thoughts. I'm just saying. Um, yet they do. That's not something I decided. That's something I don't even understand. Why would you ever want to be someone else when you carry a gravity all your own? You carry a purpose and a value that I could never have. I could never be. Why would you want me to be the benchmark of what you can attain? What if you're supposed to surpass me? I mean, come on now. To me, there's no competition because I want all of us to succeed. Hello? Hello? Hello, McFly? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, so maybe if you don't understand people, it's because you're not meant to. You don't have their heart. So you'll never understand why they function the way they do. But now here's this person who has a heart similar to yours. They see you as an expression of their truth outside of themselves. How do you not fall in love with that? How do you not fall in love with that? I don't know. Part of me thinks like you can't not fall in love with that. I, you know, how do you not fall in love with that? You can't. You can't. You can't. For some, you exist as a celestial teacher. Okay. Celestial teacher. Um, these are the people who you've made these agreements with on a soul level, whether you're cognitive of that agreement or not, is really irrelevant. But you've made agreements on a soul level and those agreements must be fulfilled. Has nothing to do with romance. Let me say that first and foremost. It has nothing to do with romance. Okay? Um, the choices. You don't realize you have choices that need to be made. You know? Um, you have choices, you have options to choose from. Consider all the options carefully. I'm being told to share, you know, at some point for whoever needs to hear this, you chose an option and you committed to it and it didn't pan out in the way you expected. You've hurt tremendously since committing to that option. You can change your mind. If you chose to walk away from something and it's just every year that passes, that dagger you shoved into your own heart gets twisted a little bit more and you bleed a little bit more into yourself. I mean, hematomas are no fun. Blunt force trauma is no fun. Lacerations are no fun. Let's make a choice to change our mind, extract that weaponry, stitch it shut, fix it already, let it heal. That wound will never heal as long as that dagger is in your heart. It's in the front, not behind you. You inserted that yourself the day you tried to disregard what your soul was telling you about the gravity of someone else. <sighs> Let me look at my notifications. Enjoy the benefits. That's pretty direct. Enjoy the benefits. Benefits of what? Well, the benefits of being able to change your mind and giving yourself permission to understand exactly where you're at at this point and honoring that need, whatever that need is, honor it. Honor it. 
honor it. Mother Earth. So too many people who have fallen into the spiritual trap. It's a trap. No, I'm not religious. No, I'm not spiritual. I'm a stay-at-home mom working on understanding herself and healing the wounds from life. Okay? That's how I identify at this point. Too many of us have made it a point to identify as something other than human. Anything other than human. Whatever it is, as long as it's not human. Guess what? I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now. You should be mad because you bought into a lie, okay? So... This statement's going to piss you off. So long as you're in a human body, you're a human. <laughs> yeah. So long as you're in a human body, you're a human. Oops. I could sit here and talk about all the different filterings that I've had, galactic, celestial, all these different labels I can affix onto myself to give myself a sense of superiority over like, oh, the peasantry of the humans. Yeah, no, as long as I'm in a human body, I'm a human being. Oh, yeah, I have Arcturian code, but I'm a human being. Yes, I have Lyran code. I'm a human being. Yes, no, totally. Melchizedek, mm -hmm, yep, I'm a human being. If I was supposed to be those things in this life, I would not be a human being in a human body. Mm -hmm. Oops. Ben. Hey, boo. Mm -hmm. Ooh, love the I love your profile pic and how it marries so beautifully with what you said. It's just this like matter of factness. Love it. Love it. What Ben said is, so basically, if you hate humans, you hate yourself. Yes. Yes. During the period where I detested myself the most, that was a period that I did not like human beings. I did not identify as human. Why? Because I didn't want to address the part of me that was hurting the most, the part of me that was the most human. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you have to stop listening to all of these spiritual people who... I, what makes them spiritual, by the way? The terms they use? I hope you can really hear what I have to say right now. I'm fully capable of speaking in medical terms, right? Um, that doesn't make me a doctor. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make me a doctor. You know, the average person would refer to this type of event as a stroke. Uh, I would call it an ischemic event. Doesn't make me a doctor. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Just because someone tries to sound like something doesn't mean they are that. Have you tried to sound more like yourself? I'm still working on this. The manner with which I speak on a regular basis. 
but it's not completely organic and authentic. Since childhood, I spoke in a more archaic manner, and people shunned me for the vernacular that I chose. Could you imagine three-year-old speaking in this manner? Sounds weird. So I learned to modify my vernacular to match that of my environment. Just because I speak like you does not mean I am. And I'm learning to be okay with the ways in which my articulation of my thoughts and considerations. All these hypotheses that I consider theoretical concepts that I have the ability to apply. I'm going to have to be okay with being different because that's just what I am. Going from this place of forcing myself to be, to be okay with it, to be more me, and entering into this beautiful healing space of just allowing, allowing myself to be what I am right now. What am I right now? This carefully curated mix of old soul, public speaker, introvert, and ratchet. <laughs> Yo, I could be a little bit ratchet. <laughs> I could be a little bit ratchet. It just depends, you know, it depends on what's standing before me. And it's not me being fake. It's me understanding. I will always operate on the basis of resonance. There's no point in me speaking in a way that does not communicate effectively. So what will I do? I will speak in your language. If you can understand medical terms, I will speak in medical terms. If you cannot understand medical terms, I won't speak in in medical terms. I once had someone ask me because I shared the video of me doing lightning. Um, I have an electric energy. And so sometimes I play in that way. It's to me, it's playing. It's not a show of power. Like it's childhood games. And they asked me a very direct question. What is that? What did you do? Like, explain it to me. Well, it's hyperexcitation of subatomic particles with an aerial detonation. And they were like, what? Well, there's particles in the sky. There's these little things in the sky. If you rub them together, it creates friction, which loads a charge. When the sky is seeded with enough particles, you can make it go boom. Hyperexcitation of subatomic particles with aerial detonation. You make it boom in the sky. 
I never bring lightning down to the ground because I don't know if it's going to hit a person. So it strikes cross. It always only ever detonates in the clouds. Aerial detonation. You have to understand, sometimes people will intentionally speak in a manner that they know is of no interest to you so that they can sound more intelligent. But are they? Are they? You got to know when people play a role and why they're playing that role. It's oftentimes it's to play you. It's because they don't want you to see the truth of who they actually are and who are they. If you're not willing to show me who you are, I'm not willing to stay in your presence. Bottom line. So I think for someone, they fell in love with you because they finally saw who you really are. And there's resonance there. There's absolute resonance there. So what do you feel? This was in reverse. So we're not considering how we feel. Yoda, people will always ask me, and that was the thing that, that was, <laughs> that's how people shamed me when I was little. They're like, why do you speak like Yoda? Ashamed, I feel. <laughs> Card number seven, legacy of light. You come from a legacy of light, okay? You come from love, are made of love, and will return back to a state of love. Allow for this process. This process is nothing outside of you learning how to love yourself again, seeing the reflections of you outside of you, existing as your environment. If your environment is inhospitable to you, there's a high potentiality that you have been inhospitable to yourself. There was a period of time close to the time where I finally decided, slightly before, the time I finally decided to leave Facebook and go to, uh, I was consistently accused of being demonic. And that really, like, it irked me because why? Is it because, like, ooh, they found the truth? No. No. There was no truth to that. How do I know? Because I've always been afraid that I'm demonic. Am I? Demonic things aren't afraid of being demonic. They exploit their demonic behaviors. See, that's the thing. I've never exploited anyone. I've never exploited my own gifts in order to be able to get on top of someone else. So how am I demonic? I'm not. But why are people calling me demonic? Because I was attacking myself silently. It was a projection of an internal circumstance. An external projection of an internal condition that needed my attention and I refused to pay attention. Why? Well, I mean, why would I want to heal that? I'm too busy suffering. Oh my gosh, Emmy, you were suffering? Yes, and I liked it. <laughs> Didn't expect me to say that, did you? Yeah, no, totally satisfied this part of me that needed to punish myself. So I consistently chose to connect with people who had this glossy exterior and totally just always like 
were so verbose in their expression of love and devotion to me. Y'all from Facebook remember this. I'm sure you do. There was one point where like the five or six people who were consistently on live were like, oh my God, Emmy is the way, the light, the truth. Yo, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh, and they were just so vocal about expressing this like undying love for me, right? And, and then one day they all just disappeared. Why? Because they were ready to put their plan in action. What was their plan to punish me? For what? What did I do? I got quiet. <laughs> yeah. It's quiet. I quietly retreated because something felt off. Um, remember, empaths are forged from suffering, a lack of safety. I felt unsafe. And so I quietly began to retreat. And as I began to pull myself and my energy back, um, triggered people. Why? Well, because their demons could no longer feed off of me. That's why. So then what happened? My own insecurities were expressed outside of myself through accusations that were based in nothing. That's how life works. You will at some point experience the very thing you've tried to bury so deeply within you. It will become projected into your environment. Am I saying you deserve this? No, I'm saying begin to understand. If you don't like what's happening outside of you, look at the internal root causation of what's being projected. Work on that and that will end because there's no more of that being an issue inside you. It's what's festering. When I quietly began to work on this within myself, I don't have any more of that. It's not an issue. Is it because no one accuses me of being demonic? No, it's because even if you do, <clears throat> you're obnoxious. I don't take your words in. Not today, Shaitan. Not today. <laughs> no, Jin. No, there's no space for you here, Jin. I don't think so. And people might be like, oh, so you became confident. No, I didn't become confident. Not in the traditional sense. I allowed myself to fall in love with me again. The parts of me that I felt had no value ended up being the parts of me that were the most powerful. It's okay for me to be who I am. And if who I am is an ass kicker, I mean, by all means. You don't like me being an ass kicker? You shouldn't give me a reason to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. That's how that works. Because if you see that I'm combative when triggered, why the F would you keep trying to trigger me? And then what, be mad that I'm finally triggered and giving you what you work so hard for? I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, get right with the Lord. Use your time to get right with the Lord, not with people who refuse to accept you as you are. Mm -hmm. Self-directed. Ooh, enjoy the benefits. What? I'm just saying.
card number 22, she feels, she knows, you know what this is about. Like whoever this person is, is a perfect mirror for whatever it is you need to learn. Learn about yourself and them, learn about themselves. Um, I don't know that it has to do with romance. I'm going to be really honest. I don't know that it has to do with romance, you know? Card number 32, faith in the process. This came up in reverse. So that tells me not only do you not have faith in yourself, you don't have faith in your process. That's not good. Why is it because I believe in faith? No, it's because I believe faith is a precursor for gnosis. Booyah. Faith and hope are the precursor for entering a state of gnosis. A state of knowing. Knowing that you can actively co-create the experiences that you want and need. In a way that you can process. After the storm. What is a storm? Is it something outside of you? Well, if you choose to simply see yourself as a limited piece of creation, which in some aspects you are, um, but that's not all you are. Yes, you're human, but you're not just human. See, me trying to be all soul is just as bad as me trying to pretend I'm strictly human. I'm centered in between the two, the all and the nothing. I live in the spaces in between. So, is there a storm in your life? Are you the storm? Or is it time to begin realizing and accepting not only are you the human experiencing the storm, not only are you the storm being felt by the human, you, my dear, are also the sky that houses the storm. Storms come and go, just like moods and seasons. So what do you have to be afraid of? What do you have to be afraid of? Not a damn thing. That's what. Mm -hmm. Beyond the mind, the heart beats. Card number 21, in reverse. So typically, this is um, this is seen as like a twin flame type card. Um, I'm trying to work through my aversion to the topic. That's a twin flame card, okay? It's a blackjack. 21. Two is the number of guidance back to that singularity one. When you accept the guidance and return back to that singularity, you enter into a state of three, a solid foundation from which to build. Build your sense of self, build your love for self, your self-compassion, self-realization, self-actualization. But see, here's the thing. It's in reverse. So for whoever this applies to, they're aware they're your mirror, but they feel they're not worthy. Not worthy of what? Being who they are? You can't choose to be someone's mirror. You either are or you aren't. So then it comes back to this place of watching you to figure out if you'll reject. Maybe that needs to be recalibrated. Maybe we need to like, you know, do a little breath work to cleanse the eyes, clear up those goggles that you got on. It's a little bit steamy or something. I don't know, but you're not seeing clearly. If you're watching someone to see if they'll reject you and you resonate that they are a mirror of you, honey, 
you're afraid of rejecting yourself. You're afraid they're going to do what you've been doing, which is rejecting yourself. Come on now. If you're a mirror of them, that means you are the same as them. So then it becomes this thing of the Ouroboros, the snake chasing its own tail. However much of that you consume is however much of you you lose. Are you an Ouroboros? In a perpetual cycle of consumption? Consuming your sense of self? You see, you look at the Ouroboros and it's kind of like, well, if it's eating itself, how is it going to digest itself? It's a conundrum. Yeah, if you just continue to eat of yourself, how would you ever digest what you've just done? You don't. And that's why you're stuck. That's where this hyperfixation comes from. I better hurry up. Card number 36, listening for truth. You just heard an hour and 25 minutes of truth. Okay? If you don't know what the truth is yet, rewind this when it's done and play it again. Card number two, inner trust. That faith and hope paired with inner trust is a recipe for gnosis. For a sense of knowing. See what I'm saying? There he goes again. Power of attraction, card number 13. This is a twin flame card. And it's in reverse. It's in reverse. It comes from this place of insecurity, like how will they receive me? Well, if you never put yourself out there, they can never receive you. So you're just putting yourself in this state of like, you never know. Do you really want to know or do you want to punish yourself? You have to figure out the difference. If you want to punish yourself, if you feel like you're worthy of punishment because you made a decision long ago, then keep on with this cycle. It, it, I completely respect your decision. If you really want to know where you stand, then you have to put yourself out there. This is the bottom line. You have to put yourself out there. And it, what if they reject me? What if, they, okay, well, then at least you know and you can move forward. You can finally leave it alone. Related items for you. I got another notification. Related items for you. This is all related. See? Card number 31, trust in self. It's upside down. Three plus one is four. One plus three is four. One, three, three, one. Inverted mirrors. It's an inversion. They're the same thing, but you're seeing things backwards. Card number 30, the perfection of your life in reverse. Your life is burning up. There's things in your life falling apart. And that's to free you from the commitment you made to things that were not aligned. If you're not going to allow it, then don't allow it. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to give you clarity. There's only so much that a person can say and do outside of you. So long as you continue to press that panic button, which is the button of cognitive dissonance, press, 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 press. What's that going to do? Freak you out more? Okay. Do you want to be freaked out or do you want a solution? Because if you want a solution, you're going to have to be able to move past this while still being freaked out. No one's asking you to no longer be freaked out in order to move past this. That's like obnoxious. Because if that's what you're waiting for, you're never going to move forward. If you're in an environment that causes fear and you're waiting for fear to cease before you leave the environment, hello. How the hell is that going to happen? So long as you exist in that environment, it's going to continue to trigger fear. 
I don't know what you're going to do. Card number 19, dream a beautiful dream, and it's in reverse. It's time to realize for some of us, what we first began as a dream, you know, trying to create a dream with someone else or for ourselves, it's become a nightmare. If you want to remain committed to that, I, by all means, you can. You can definitely remain committed to that. But um, as Bob Marley said, none can set us free. Uh, you have to begin thinking for yourself. You really, really do. I'm going to pull out a final card. I know I had pulled from the other deck, but I'm out of time. Totally out of time. So let's get you guys a final card before I have to go. Again, if you're on social media, Facebook, please share this out. Interact with it. Give it a whole bunch of hearts. Invite people. Um, share it on different pages and stuff. It's been a while since I've been banned from groups. You guys are savages. Y'all used to share me to all kind of groups and then they get mad at me. Like I didn't, I didn't put it in there. I still distinctly remember one of the live streams, the savagery of my people while I was live. Y'all shared it out over a thousand times. <laughs> So many people were mad at me. They were like, who the hell is this girl? My entire news feed is nothing but this girl. I'm your mom. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> okay, anyways, card number five. I surge on the uprising wave of love. My life can be summed up in three accounts. I was raw. I was cooked. And I was burned. The gravity of that. I surge on the uprising wave of love. No gravity can stop me from rising. The moon pulls the tide of life towards her and my soul in oneness with all of life answers her call. A wave of love consumes me and upwards I fly. Flying through water to greet her shining body, led by my heart, my wits are addled and my mind becomes a blurry mess. And so I feel instead, feel the truth of her love and the divine reflection she shines back at me from her radiant heart. Greater forces of planetary movements affect us all. We experience day and night through the interplay of the earth, sun, and moon. This is a profound and obvious effect. The movements of the cosmos affects, affects us deeply, body and soul. Some movements are perhaps less obvious in form, but are just as great, if not more so, in effect upon our spiritual growth and life experiences. You're going through a cycle, or very soon will be, by which you'll be moved by forces greater than your own personal will. This is a karmic period a time during which the movements of greater planetary bodies will have an impact upon the earth and humanity. This is the way of things, greater cycles affecting smaller ones. The smaller ones are not less important, but they do have to bow to the power of the great in oneness with the magnificent unfolding divinity that is life itself. What we always have at our disposal is choice as to how to respond to these affecting movements and cycles. Like you have a choice to make. 
You have a decision to make. There are options. The effect of this karmic cycle now unfolding in your life is to bring you into sweet surrender and awakening into greater love. What a delicious divine destiny. However, when we are, however, even if we sense at one level that a shift has a positive end in store for us, we can encounter resistance and fear born of the ego in response to the stirring of spiritual uprising. We may quake in our holy body and wonder if everything is getting out of control and into some disorder. We will be right in our sense of imminent chaos. Did you know that chaos is cosmos? From chaos came order. But first, chaos had to be unleashed. It's creation set loose upon the world, upon creation itself. This disorder, however, is the ego perspective because its range of vision is too small, too limited to comprehend the greater workings of the planetary systems that move life towards love. That is as it should be. The teacup is not made to hold the ocean, just actually a cup of tea. But if we begin to imagine that the cup of tea is preferable to the ocean simply because it's more containable, how much we miss out on. And it's almost this sense of like someone mistook your ocean for chaos and for a danger of drowning because they did not know they came from the same waters that you embody. And so for a period of life, they went, get, they went ahead and they got themselves a teacup and convince themselves this containable type of liquid, one that's easily consumed, is more preferable to the ocean itself, only to be left longing for the ocean once again. When someone falls in love with an ocean, even the lakes do not compare. When someone falls in love with an ocean, being landlocked is torture. When someone falls in love with an ocean, they will spend their entire life looking for a way to return back to the shore. How terrifying when we're actually thrown into the ocean and moved by it, its sheer power, its wild force, and its passionate dance with a moon mother might have us fearing that we most certainly will die. No, the ocean is made of birth water. It's where you rightfully belong. Yet the only other thing that's dying here and now is your grasp, your attempts at control. Why? Because your heart is more powerful than your fear and it wants to live in total trusting surrender of the unfoldment of life's genius. It wants to let life happen to it. What a wise intention that is. We seek to impose a smaller and less interesting story upon life with a greater master storyteller is weaving a fantastic tale of great love, great adventure, and sublime spiritual success. No, it's wiser, wilder, and more fun to surf the great wave of consciousness, seeking to overtake you now. Dive in, beloved, surge with it. You're being given a gift of grace in this oracle. 
the promise that you won't drown and that you will in fact be given a glimpse of your own divinity should you choose to accept whatever will be offered to you you'll be offered something by someone very important to you and if you're too busy trying to renegotiate an offer that's more in your favor you will miss out on the most profound thing of your entire life you know what that means you'll be landlocked longing for the shore for the rest of your days is it enough to live a life like that and to only be returned back to her through ashes being spread over her surface my logic if i'm going to consciously choose to burn for you it will be as your phoenix rising from the ash not as disposable fuel do you have the courage to approach that i promise you the courage to approach that will will be a profound experience for you i also promise a true phoenix has no attachment to anything she's willing to allow everything to burn for the rise know what you're getting yourself into it's not something that a human mind could ever comprehend or even begin to it's something that cannot be controlled once initiated it cannot be stopped it cannot be controlled it cannot be placed in a bottle for she would melt the bottle from inside careful be careful what you initiate this oracle comes with a message for you there are changes happening and they will be out of your control this is because you're ready for accelerated life change rather than paddling you'll be caught up in a wave and move farther faster let yourself surge on with the energy of what's happening leading with your heart and just going with whatever unfolds this will bring you the best fortune and open you up to the divine destiny that's your birthright in this lifetime it's about coming home to yourself if you were born of the fire of truth back to the fire you shall return no one can stop it and maybe maybe it's time to recognize that if you were born of the fire of truth then you come from the tribe of phoenix and if you come from that tribe maybe you long for her because she's a mother figure for your soul she makes you feel safe safe enough to return back to a second childhood where you could be free to explore you can be free to question you won't be scolded or chastised for being who you are there's no other love like that of a mother's they can tolerate so much from their children and love them beyond what any stranger could regardless of how their child is maybe that's the kind of love you're looking for that's the kind of love you'll have to burn for unfortunately if you are afraid of fire this is not a journey for you but if you understand you were forged from it there's nothing for you to fear not even the hammer how do you make a sword 
by forging it from the hottest flame. This might be a process of making you go from nothing but raw material and the hands, the very skilled hands of creator, you can go from being metal forged through fire into the most beautiful sword. Choice is yours. Please give this video a thumbs up. If you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe. Turn on that notification bell. Join me when I'm live. If you're on social media, please give this video a heart. Please follow and like the page. I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Bye, everyone.